All right. So if you are a guest and you're like, what kind of church is this? Well, this is a church where we believe in miracles and we see miracles. We don't just believe in them. We're actually seeing them. If you're with me, celebration. And... And to, in full transparency, our church is 13 and a half years old, and it hasn't always been this way. Uh, we've always believed in them. We've always hoped for them. We've always knew they were biblical. But over the last 11 months, they are happening every single Sunday. And we're going to give time for the Holy Spirit to continue to do that at the end of this service. But I want to continue the, the uh, series that we're in. Uh, the series is Everyone Includes You. So anytime you're reading scriptures and you see the word everyone, just you can scratch out everyone and just write your name in there because that includes you. Anytime you read anyone, scratch it out, put your name in there. That includes you. So we're going to hit two scriptures. We're going to hit uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. And uh, I don't like for the team to put the scriptures on the screen because I want your eyes on me. But for those of you that want to see the scriptures that we're hitting, uh, you can download the Celebration Church app. And all of my notes are inside that app. And you can follow along with me if you're interested. You just go to the app store, type in Woodland Celebration or Celebration Church TW rather in your app store and download the app. And then you can just follow along with me. All right. Uh, Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 it says this every no it says this ask and you shall receive seek and you shall find knock and the door shall be open unto you now verse 8 I want you to repeat it after me I'm going to say it and then you say it and if I catch you not participating we're going to bring you on the stage all right here we go Everyone who asks receives. Everybody this time. Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. Everyone who knocks, the door shall be open. Everyone is me. Say that. One, two, three. Say it with some gusto. Now here's the thing. Even though you have this relationship with God, even though you are his son and you are his daughter, assuming you've given your life to him, even though that's happened, there are certain, um, uh, there's a, a, a spiritual clothing there is an armor there is, uh, that you have to consciously wear and put on. Consciously. Uh, let me illustrate it this way. I have had more speeding tickets than I can count. I can, if I were to put them on the front of my house, you wouldn't even see my house. It would just be pink paper. Anybody with me on that? When I see, when I pass a cop that's hiding, and I pass him going 65 and a 35 or 40... I know, I know, pray for me. And I see him. Sometimes I'll just pull over. I, he got me, he got me, he got me. And sometimes when I pass him, I see him, I just straight away, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. Are you with me? Help me, help me, help me, help me. And then after he pulls me over, I don't know how to get back on the road without getting another ticket. Have you ever thought about that? 
Do I put my blinker on and come out? Do I drive and then put my blinker and then come out? Then I'll be driving on the shoulder. I'm going to get two tickets. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but when he pulls me over, the reason why I respond to him or I respond to her, depending on if it's a woman or a, a man, there, it's not because they're just a woman or a man. If it was just a normal woman, a normal man, then I, I probably would just... But they're not normal, and I say they're not normal because when they get out, they have that. And this changes everything. Now, if they got up in the morning and they were wearing regular clothes and they didn't have this, then I wouldn't pull over. I I wouldn't be 10 and 2 when they came to the window. I, I wouldn't be, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. It's all because of this. This changes everything. Now they're not just a normal woman. They're not just a normal man. Now the entire country of Texas is behind them. So there's two countries. There's Texas and the United States. Work with me. That's behind them. And, and I was talking to our chief that's here every Sunday morning just to make us feel comfortable and safe. And he says, it's not just the state of Texas that's behind me. He goes, the United States Constitution is behind me. All because he's got this badge on. When he wakes up in the morning, badge. He's got to put that on so that I know don't mess with him. I can mess with other people. Don't mess with him. Don't mess with her. Why? Badge. Badge. He comes walking in. Badge. Walks into Shipley's Donuts. Free donuts. Why? Badge. Badge changes everything. Don't forget your badge. Whenever they're badge, what happens? They have to give up their badge. Everything revolves around the badge. It's what they put on. They wake up in the morning, they got to put it on. Without that, they're nothing. There are four things that you and I have got to put on. Got to. Because whenever we come before the Lord and we say, look, in the Bible it says everyone, I am everyone. I'm everyone. There are four things that we have to remember to put on. Number one is the garment of praise. In Isaiah 61 verse 3, it says that he gives you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now, I looked it up, and there was several different words for heaviness. There's depression, despair, um, uh, tiredness, weariness. The spirit of heaviness, the spirit of depression, the spirit of tiredness, the spirit. And he sees this spirit and says, I don't want you fighting that anymore. It's not your boss. It's not the traffic. It's not your mother. It could be your mother-in-law. But it's not, it's not the neighbor. It's, it's a spirit. Everyone say it's a spirit. That spirit can do whatever it wants to you. It is the ruler of the air. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. We are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world. 
of mighty powers in this dark world. When these mighty powers see you, it can kick you around like a soccer ball. Unless. All of a sudden, you, it can't even touch you. Can't mess with you. Why? You put on the garment of praise. You will never feel like praising him as often as you should. You have to praise him when you don't feel like praising him. Why are you praising him? Bang, batch, cloak. He takes off that spirit of heaviness. You put it on. And, and you can say, do you know I don't know the words, the all of the words of any one worship song? I've been going to church since I was two, before I was born. I've been going to church. I don't know the words to all one, to one song. Even Amazing Grace, when I sing it, it sounds like this. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. I don't know the words. Whenever I'm worshiping in my house, I make up the words. I thank you, Jesus, that you love my kids. I thank you, Jesus, for this carpet under my feet. I thank you, Jesus, for the air. I thank you, Jesus, for the heater, for the air. I thank you. It doesn't matter what you say just so long as you say. Just get it out. If you're not willing to pray, I cannot help you. You can be in a state of want does nothing. You've got to open your mouth. You have to open your mouth. You can say the same word over and over again. That's fine. But you got to open your mouth. Number two is the armor of God. I'm not going to go into it, but there are six pieces of armor. It's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. When you study that on your own, you go through it and you say, how am I doing here? How am I doing there? How am I doing here? How am I doing there? How am I doing here? How am I doing there? For the sake of time, I'm going to go to the third point. There's the armor of God, and then there's shiny armor. There's the armor of God, and then there's shiny armor. Romans chapter uh, 13, verse 12. Listen to me carefully. Don't read along with me. I'll, I'll read it at home. I want you to catch what I have to say. It says this. The night... Is almost over. The day of salvation will soon be here. In other words, Jesus is coming very, very soon. It says, The night is almost over. The day of salvation is almost here. So remove, like dirty clothes, your dark deeds and put on the shiny armor of living right. Here's the next verse, verse 13, 13, 13, Romans 13, 13. Because you belong to the day, you should live decent lives for everyone to see. And do not participate in the darkness. Do not participate in the, do not participate in the darkness and then he describes what the darkness is just in case we didn't already know it says do not participate in the darkness there are six of them wild parties drunkenness 
sexual promiscuity, immoral living, quarreling, fighting, jealousy. Do you know that when you have a glass of wine or you're drinking a beer and you're just enjoying the drink and then all of a sudden you can feel yourself, you're no longer enjoying the drink. Now you're stepping into your, your, your one good big gulp away from buzzing. And you're two big gulps away from, I can't drive. Maybe you're at home and you don't need to drive. But just know this. There is no sin against drinking wine or against drinking beer. But there is a spirit that wants you to step in and participate. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's okay. Get, you've worked hard this week. You remember wild parties, drunkenness, sexual promiscuity? Come on. Part come on. It's an unseen world. You can't see it. Come participate. Come on. Come on. Quarreling. When you start, when you get into an argument with somebody, all hell is like, come on. This is our party. This is our playground. Come play in our playground. Come on. This is our playground. It, and there's these demons just floating around in the unseen world. This is our playground. Come on. You're my puppet. You're my puppet. Come on. Come on. You get in the car and you're still yelling at somebody in the car. They're not even around. Come on. In the car. You got, you got the Brady Bunch in the car. They're all demons in the car just playing in your head. Come on. This is our world. Come on. Come on. You start getting jealous because somebody doesn't deserve what you should have. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come party with us. Come party with us. There's so much, uh, there's so many people. Uh, you know, do you go to hell for being a homosexual? Do you go to hell for that? Look, not just that. It includes that. But not just that. Sexual promiscuity includes man and, a man and a woman. So that everybody, you, you have sex outside of marriage, whether it's a guy and a guy, a girl and a girl, a girl and a guy, a guy and a girl, a girl and a guy, boy and a boy, girl and girl, it doesn't even matter. You're not married. It's sexual promiscuity. Oh, it doesn't matter. Of course you're hearing that thought. It doesn't matter. Come play. Come play. Come play. And then we grab a scripture and it says, everyone who asks receives. And we go, God, I've been asking. Where you been? This whole thing is a bunch of bull. This church is a bunch of bull. Religion is just for the emotional people. He hasn't answered my prayers. He's saying, don't, don't participate in that. Don't participate in it. Don't participate. Now, if you're in this room and you are in a sexual relationship, I got good news. I do weddings. Number four, this is the, <laughs> everybody breathe, all right? <sighs> Ready? Number four, put on the presence of Jesus. And do not 
think. You have to think about sin before you do it. Do not think. The minute it crosses your mind, I'm not participating. Put on the presence of Jesus. And do not think about ways to indulge in your evil desires. Every single one of us, all of us with me at the front of the line, have an evil desire every day. And most days, it's way more than one. Don't even think about it. Don't, don't, even, don't, even, don't even think about it. Think about Charlie Brown and the chocolate factory for all I care. Think about whatever you want. Stop thinking about it. Remove and replace, remove and replace, remove and replace. You have to think about something. Your brain can't just be blank. So put something in there. Start thinking about the Houston Oilers. My mistake, men can have nothing going on in there. That's, women can't. Men can't. Women, if you ever look at a guy and say, what are you thinking about? And they say nothing, believe them. But when you put that presence of Jesus on and you're walking in that, that's when your life begins to shift from natural to supernatural. When God begins to introduce to you and say, oh, I see, I see you're, you're, you're wearing, you're, you're, you're wearing the, the garment. Uh, I, you're not just another kid. You're not just one of the six billion people on the planet right now. You just put on the garment of praise. You're, you're wearing my armor. You're wearing my shiny armor. You've taken off the dirty. Oh my, he's, she's wearing my presence. Angels. Do you know what angels are? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 says exactly what they are. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to those who are going to heaven? All of them, all of them are sent to you. Hey, angels, get over there. Get over. She's about to wake up. Be there. He's about to wake up. Get there. Psalms 34, 7, the angel of the Lord surrounds those who fear him and protects them. And then God starts doing miraculous things in your life because you made the private decisions. He's going to make public announcements. Where's my friend at? Where are you? Um, um, uh, Gutierrez. There he is, right there. God did something awesome in his life a couple weeks ago. Uh, Tell everybody what happened. Here in celebration, go ahead, tell them. Uh, good morning. Um, my name's Raymond. Been going here about close to five months. Uh, we were invited. My wife, uh, Rachel, and my beautiful daughters uh, were invited by uh, Joe and Sandra Rodriguez. Uh, if they're out there, good morning. Uh, well, stand up. I was given. Uh, I was given about two minutes to do this by Debbie when I walked up, so I got to hurry. So <laughs> we're gonna make this quick. My, kind of, my heart kind of dropped when she said that, so let's see what we can do. Um, it was uh, several weeks ago, uh, Pastor Frankie was preaching on uh, grace, and uh, it was a uh, second part of grace uh, chapter. If y'all have a chance, uh, I recommend you check it out. It's really nice. Uh, 
make a long story short, I, I went through two bouts of cancer, and by God's good grace, I've been delivered from that. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, so, and um, during that, that service, uh, part two, Grace, he was talking about how uh, Job, in chapter five, I believe, 16, uh, they talk about, uh, Job's talking about how God's grace will touch your face, and, and you'll feel his presence, his ever-presence, and I was like, wow, it's amazing, because at that time, uh, prior to that, two months from that day, in, and before that day, and that day, I had pain in my jaw, and uh, I was like, he's going to touch my face, I said, that's really nice, that's beautiful, let's see what happens, so uh, he kept talking, and he was saying that you're going to feel God's grace touch your face. And he goes, this is going to happen through the service. So I want you all to, to be aware of that. And I ain't going to be praying over that. I mean, I'm going to be praying over that, but I ain't going to be preaching over that. I'm going to preach about something else. But be aware. So at the end, toward the middle of the service, he, he said, did anybody feel it? And uh, I looked over at my daughter, and she raised her hand, and she felt it. And I was like, I didn't feel it. So a little bit of time went by. He, he started preaching again. He stopped again. He goes, uh, did y'all feel at that time? And at that time, I could honestly say I did. I felt a vibration in my jaw. The pain was still there, but uh, God was moving. He was doing something. So uh, I, was, uh, I was excited. I was getting emotional, too. So at the end of the service, uh, Pastor Frankie said, uh, y'all come up front and... Uh, and uh, we're, we're going to pray for you. He goes, uh, I, I feel somebody has something wrong with their jaw. And as soon as he said that, he pointed at me and he said, is that you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I came up front and I have a choice. So he, he pulled me to the front. He goes, and then he said, brother, I'm going to pray over you. Uh, we're going to give it to God and uh, let's see what happens. So he started praying over me. Had his arm around me, and uh, he was doing a good prayer, and nothing happened. The pain was still there. The vibrating was strong, but the pain was strong, too. So I was like, he goes, you feel that? And I said, I, I, I felt something, but it's pain still there, Pastor. And he said, well, okay, let's do it again. So he embraced me, got a little closer and harder, started praying uh, with the Spirit. And uh, I can remember distinctly, as soon as he started praying again, he called uh, the pain to be gone in Jesus' name. Boom, just like that. The pain was gone. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, there's no greater feeling I can express to you. I know God can do greater things. He can do it. He did it for me. He can do better things for you. And I thank God for that. Amen. Uh, everybody needs to hear. Amen. That's so good. So good. So good. You know, if you get healed at Celebration Church, the only thing I ever ask people to do is just give the Lord glory. Tell people about it, but to equal importance, email the church and tell us about it. Go to the website or do it through the app. Tell us about it. Because if you don't give him glory, you are touching his glory. You cannot touch the Lord's glory. I, that, that you would be as guilty for not giving him praise as I would be for taking the praise, for trying to insinuate that healings happen because I'm someone special, to, to emphasize the point 
that I'm no one special, that there's something special here, that the presence of God is doing something special here. Uh, I was at a restaurant last night. I met some friends of, of Paul and Jennifer's, and uh, I didn't know it was their friends. I was standing in the foyer. We had already eaten, and um, I think his name is Scott. Um, you know, Scott, he works out at your gym, I think, and his wife works out at your gym. Um, but anyway, I was standing in, um, in, in the foyer of the restaurant. I was about to leave. And he comes up to me and he says, are you, are you Pastor Frankie? I said, yes, I am. He goes, I was at your church last week for the first time. And I was at um, the, the gym and, and some people told me to come to here because people are getting healed. And I showed up because I, I, was not, I didn't have any hearing in my right ear. And my wife has not been able to sleep for an entire year. She wakes up all the time because she's got pain in her neck. And so we came down and we prayed with prayer partners and uh, the prayer partner prayed, and I was, by the way, prayer partners, I was so proud at this moment because this is what he said. He goes, the prayer partner prayed a very short prayer. And after the prayer partner prayed, the prayer partner said, can you hear now? And he goes, no, I can't. So the prayer partner prayed again. And he said, can you hear now? No. And she goes, the prayer partner, he said, the prayer partner prayed for me five times. He goes, on the fifth time, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my goodness, I can hear. And then I look, he goes, I look down the line at my wife, and she was with another prayer partner, and she's getting all excited, and they traded notes out in the parking lot, and she showed up. She's been sleeping like a baby and hasn't had any pain in her neck since then. Since then. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The presence of God is doing something so special here. He's doing so, something so special. It, there is nothing, there is nothing, there is no dirty clothes, there is no, nothing dark that is worth hanging on to if it means that you can't be closer to him because he wants that presence to flow through you and touch people all around you. He's not just excited about you experiencing his presence. He's excited about his presence flowing through you. Do you know in Isaiah, this has nothing to do with the message, but it's for somebody here. Isaiah 49, verse 1. Before you were born, he chose you. Before, while you were in your mother's womb, he called out your name. His idea was not just to allow you to experience his presence. His plan was to allow you to experience his presence and then partner with him so that other people will experience that. How do we know that? In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, it says that God has invited you into a partnership with his son, Jesus. So we should experience him and then share him. If you're ever wondering what God's assignment is for your life, that's it. Experience him. Wake up in the morning and go, Okay, what are we going to do today? And you share them. Are you with me? Say yes. yes. Stand up on your feet. Give the Lord a standing ovation. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. I like a worship team. Come on down. I like the prayer partners, all the prayer partners in the room, if you would, come on down. I don't know what needs you have. I don't know what desires you have. I know the most important need in this room is if you know you know, 
Nobody can tell you, but you know. If your heart were to stop beating in the next five minutes, you don't know where you'd spend eternity because your relationship with Jesus is absent. It's not there. Maybe it's never existed. I want to tell you, you are a sentence away from fixing that. I want you to come down here and take the hand of a prayer partner and just say, I need to get my life right with God. If you have a, a need of healing in your body, I don't care what it is, whether it's your eyes, your ears, whether it's cancer. We just had a testimony two, three weeks ago of someone with cancer. I don't care what it is. Jesus doesn't care what it is. God can heal you easier than the effort it takes for you to breathe. That's how easy it is for the Lord. Would you just raise your hands right where you're at? I want to give the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to speak directly to you. He's gonna, he may bring a thought to your mind to start doing something, to stop doing something. He may encourage you in a particular area of your life. I, I don't know. But I want you to put your mind's attention and your heart's affection on I want you to try to just picture the face of Jesus to the best of your ability. And just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And I, I just want to give him a, a moment to talk to you personally in this room because he may have something to say that I didn't. So just put your, close your eyes and put your mind's attention on him with your hands raised towards heaven. Holy Spirit, talk to your children. Leave whenever you get ready, but let's sing this song one time through.